Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. So just really quickly, I want, I know uh, many of you have already met uh, Pastor Scott. He preached here uh, last year, and then they were here visiting with us uh, like a month or so ago. Just came to visit one Sunday. Um, but Scott is a special guy. And, uh, but before I introduce him, let me tell you something, uh, Pastor Scott, about Encounter Church, all right? This group of folks that you're about to preach to is absolutely passionate about reaching this city, okay? We are totally dedicated to making disciples, and we are a people that is after revival. We love the presence of God, all right? We don't want to just enjoy the presence of God, but we want, the, we want an explosion of revival in our church and through us into our city. That's who Encounter Church is. And I know Pastor Scott already knows you somewhat, but I want to ask you guys to open your hearts to receive from him today. Pastor Scott was my pastor as a teenager. Lord had mercy on his soul. He's still alive, right? Um, uh, he was my youth pastor when I was a teenager and, uh, a lot of you know the story, but pastor Scott was the, the man that took me on my first mission trip. Okay. Where was Mexico, where I ended up meeting my wife, Liz, where I ended up becoming a full-time missionary for eight years, which then took me to new Mexico where we raised up the church planting team that eventually moved here to plant encounter church. So a lot of it can be traced right back to Pastor Scott and his influence on my life. And I just want to say before I call him up, he served me as a teenager. And this week is a very tough week for our family. We've gone through a very, very tough couple of weeks. And he said he would take time to come out and bless our church this week so I could sit down and receive. So I want this awesome Encounter Church I want you to receive awesome Pastor Scott and receive everything he has to say to us today in Jesus' name. All right, let's give him a hand. How you guys doing this morning? Well, just to clarify something that... Uh, Hunter went out and, and met his incredible wife, Liz. Um, they weren't married yet when they met, just, just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. You guys doing well? So good to see you. Glad to be here. I'm, I'm thankful for your pastors. How many of you know you have good pastors? Amen. These guys are incredible. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to come and share with you guys. It's, it's so good to be with you this morning. Every time I come up here, I'm just blessed to see uh, just the level of passion and the level of drive and vision you guys have to bless your community, to reach your community for Jesus. Amen. It's, it's refreshing to see a group of people that have a heart and a hunger to, to promote and to further the kingdom of God. 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Promoting and furthering the kingdom of God, right? We're not here just to breathe oxygen and eat food until the day we die. We're here to do something for Jesus, amen? You've been planted here to do something for Jesus, to further the kingdom of God to people around you, amen? It's reaching people. That's what, that's what it means to reach somebody. It's just simply to take the God, the Jesus, the Holy Spirit that's inside of you and simply spill that out on somebody else, huh? I don't know about you, but I want to be a person this 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 contagious. Amen. When I was a youth pastor, I, I I spoke a message a long time ago. It was called "Infected and Unprotected." Hallelujah. And I want to be infected with the power of the Holy Ghost and and unprotected, sharing it with everybody around me and just spilling everything that's in me out on somebody else and drawing them closer to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That has not much to do with my message this morning, but it was good. Amen. Hallelujah. I might just go out there and sit down and say amen to myself this morning. <clears throat> Jesus help me. I, I have, I have a, good, uh, a good outline. We'll see how much of it I actually get to share. If you're like my church, you'll, you won't hear three quarters of it, but we'll see. Pray for me up here. Pray for me. I think I have preacher's ADD most days. And so I'll, I'll try to stick to the outline, but I just get excited and I go other places. So here we go. You ready? You ready to hear the word this morning? The word of God is powerful. I'm going to warn you. It's powerful. Like I'm armed up here and I know how to use it. All right. You ready to change your hearts this morning? Change your minds. Everybody say, Jesus change me today from the inside out hallelujah john uh, third john says uh says uh, beloved i i pray that you you be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers right well prosperity uh, i looked up prosperity one time and it, it just simply means this it it means that that things go well with you right how many of you want to prosper Every, everybody should lift your hands. You want to prosper, right? We all want, want to prosper. And, and, but the thing about prospering is that verse said, Beloved, I, I pray that you be in health and prosper even as your So your soul needs to prosper in order for your life to prosper. Simply said. Right? It's a very simple truth. But your soul needs to prosper uh, before your life is going to prosper. So there's a lot riding on your soul. I, I've heard that you guys are talking about uh, 2020 vision for 2020. Amen? I love vision. One of the very first messages that I ever preached and I may even share a little bit of it with you today. But one of the very first messages that I preached was about vision. I, I just, and ever since then, I've always loved to preach about vision. And the more I study about vision, the more important that I see it is, the more crucial it becomes in my own mind to my life, to my ministry, to my relationship with God, to my relationship with other people, to every part of our lives, vision is crucial. Now, I want you to turn in your Bibles, your iPads, your off-brand droid devices. Um, <laughs> 
you can tell I'm an apple guy, okay? I'm a, I, I'm a fireman, and, and, um, and my partner, I would go, but before I became full-time at my church, I used to, I was a full-time fireman, career fireman, and uh, I, would, uh, I would find myself many Saturdays um, preparing my message at the fire station, and thank God, I, I had a, uh, my partner was uh, a Christian man, and so he would see me preparing my sermons, and, and I'd have my iPad out on the, on the table, and I'd have my MacBook Pro out on the table, and I'd have my iPhone out on the table. I had all this stuff spread out, and I would study and, and use all my Apple stuff, and he used to tell me I was sponsored by Apple. But um, anyways, turn in your Bibles, if you will, whatever means you use to, to, you, to, to read um, to Genesis chapter 15, if you will. Genesis chapter 15. This is a very, very common scripture that, that most, if not all of you, have heard. But I want to point some things out about this scripture this morning that I hope will bless you. And I hope it will set your mind on a course this morning uh, as it relates to vision. So it says this. Then he brought him outside and said, look now. Everybody say, look. Look now towards heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall be your descendants. And he believed in the Lord and it accounted to him for righteousness. Everybody say accounted. This is very interesting scripture. There's, there's, there's a little bit more going on here than, than sometimes um, we give credit to and, and, and maybe uh, that we see in, at first glance. And so I want to I I go over a couple of things uh, with you this morning. Everybody say, look. look. We're talking about vision, right? You guys want a vision, a clear vision for next year, right? to reach people, to make disciples, for people to encounter God. Amen? And so we need to simply look. He, he, he took uh, Abraham out and he said, look at the stars. This is what this is, is going to be a picture of your disciples. He was showing him a picture of what it looked like for God to be in charge in his family and ultimately the world and nation. And I want you to know this morning that you've got to get to the face of God. You've got to get to the ear of God or the mouth of God of God and you've got to gain a picture and an understanding of what it looks like for God to be in charge of your family for God to be in charge of your schools for God to be in charge of your neighborhood look I'm telling you today look and get a picture of what that looks like Many times in the, in the Bible, you see Jesus referring to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And, and, and those terms are kind of interchangeably. But simply put this, this is what that means. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is not always, as a matter of fact, most often times in the Bible, it's not talking about going to heaven one day. How many of you know there's a lot more to be concerned about than going to heaven one day? Amen. How many of you know Jesus died? He provided a sacrifice for our sin. He paid a ransom with his life so that we can have a relationship with Jesus. And one day when we leave this earth, we will go to heaven. Amen. 
and you hear people refer to it as the sweet by and by. But how many of you know I have, I'm 45 years old, I have anywhere between, uh, I don't know, 15 to 25 years left on this, or well, more than that. I just shortchanged myself. Hallelujah. <clears throat> My math was bad. Anyways, I have a lot more years. How about 55? We'll say that. I have anywhere from 45 to 50, 55. I don't know the average life expectancy now, but uh, probably somewhere around 80, I guess. So it, with that in mind, 35 at least years left on this earth to worry about or not worry about, but to think about with Jesus. Amen. It's not just about going to heaven one day. There's something about discipleship that I learned uh, quite some time ago. That, that this <clears throat> discipleship, part of the, the term and where this term came from is that, that it was almost, uh, it was like a military campaign, if you will. Discipleship was. And what they would do is they would send, uh, they would send representatives when they would, when they would conquer a, a, a territory, um, in a military fashion, they would conquer it. And then they would send representatives to that territory to cause those people to adopt their lifestyle and their patterns of thinking. So theoretically, um, if, if, uh, if Atlanta went and conquered Savannah, how many of there's a lot of thought patterns that are different? Hallelujah. Although I will say this. Now, I'm a redneck. First of all, I want you, I want you guys to know I'm a redneck. All right. Are you with me? Yes, sir. I am a redneck at heart. I grew up in the country like I couldn't see my next door neighbors. Hallelujah. All I can see was trees. I hunted. I fished. I, I, I did all this stuff. I was a greasy nailed mechanic when I was a teenager. I was a redneck. I went to a festival last night. These guys took me to, to, to p pigs and peaches. <laughs> And I got to tell you, y'all have more rednecks than I thought. Because some of the specimens I saw walking around out there, I'm going to tell you. Anyways, that being said, how many of you, it's good to laugh at ourselves, amen? That being said, you guys still, Atlanta has a lot different of thought patterns than, than Savannah and my neck of the woods does, right? And so let's say Atlanta conquered Savannah and, and, and now it's, it's no good to conquer a place unless you can allow that or cause that place to adopt your life. Right, That's what discipleship is. Y'all would send a bunch of people from Atlanta down there to teach us Savannah people how to think. Like work the redneck out of us. Right? Teach us what paved roads are. Glory to God. Teach us what Peruvian food is. Amen. I told you last time, I didn't even know where Peruvia was. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what discipleship is 
Amen. So what we have to do, going back to the scripture this morning, what we have to do is we have to get to the point of our intimacy with God that we can look. We can look and see what God sees for our lives. That requires intimacy. That requires a place that you get alone with God. Because listen, it looks different for each and every one of you. Each and every one of you have different lives. Each and every one of you have different careers, different school situations, different families, different, you, you come from different places. You have different backgrounds. It's all different. So it all looks a little bit different for each and every one of you. And the way you get that again is to be intimate with God, be intimate with the father, be intimate with the Holy spirit so that he can begin to show you a picture of your future, a picture, not only of your future, check this out not only of your future but of his future that you get to participate in huh I don't know about you but I don't want to know what I have in store I want to know what we have in store I'm living this great life and it's because God has enabled me to link up arms with him and partner with him. Because when, listen, when you have a partner, like he is the, uh, he's, we're really in some ways, we're really, we're the ones that, well, let me say it like this. He's the silent partner. Right? He's the silent partner. When you think about a business partnership here on earth, there's usually a silent partner somewhere or sometimes there's a silent partner. How many of you know that that silent partner, most of the time they provide the the money. They provide the resources. And many times they provide the real wisdom. And then you have this other guy out here who's doing the work who's doing the talking, who's doing the representation. They're usually good with people. They're, they're doing this thing. And, and they're, but then there are those closed door back, uh, back room meetings where the, the, the working partner really has to get the ear of the silent partner. Amen. God is our silent partner. He provides the resources. He provides the power. He provides the goods. He provides the wisdom. He provides the things that we need to go and get boots on the ground, so to speak, to, 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 to accomplish the mission here on earth. But we have to have those backdoor meetings. To, to, to gain and to keep clarity on what the goal looks like. Amen? Amen. So look. Everybody say look. How many of you guys like, uh, like you enjoy nerdy stuff in the Bible? Raise your hand if you enjoy nerdy stuff. Let me see. Yeah. All right. All the rest of you check out for about a minute. And then you can come back. The Bible back in this time, the Bible was written in, in a form of Hebrew that's uh, referred to as Paleo-Hebrew. is more, more like um, hieroglyphic type of a language. And um, so 
what you can do is you can research uh, what that means. It's, and, and, and if you know about hieroglyphics, it's almost like a comic strip. You got it's kind of pictures, and they each picture represents something, and you you string those pictures written together to make and form thoughts and sentences and things like that. And so that's that's the original form of Hebrew that that the Bible was written in before the Second Temple era. And so this that's that's what you have here. But what I'm going to do is is I want to go back and I want to talk about a couple of words here that have to do with you this morning. Okay, amen. And 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 that have to do with myself. And 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 the first one is believed. Believe. Everybody say believe. Because it says that that uh, that Abraham believed the Lord and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Right? He believed the Lord and was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, now something that you have to that you have to realize about this is first of all, this is the first first time you you see this word. Amon um, is the Hebrew word mentioned in the Bible. Okay, so when when Jesus, when God is is introducing concepts in the Word, you go back and you see if it's the first time. It's called the the first mention. Okay, if it's the first time that it's been mentioned, it casts light on everything that comes after that. Huh? Everybody say yeah. And so what you have there is it's the same type of principle that's this. When you give your first and best to God, everything that comes after that is blessed. Yeah? The first. Amen. So first word of a sentence, cast light on the, the rest of the sentence. First word of a book, first word of a paragraph, first action of a time period, whatever. This is the first time that the word believe, amon, is used in the word. And so this should cast some light on just about any other time that the word believe is used in the word. So let's let's study this real quick. So first mention of a believe, and in the Strongs it says this, to build up or support to build up or support to foster as a parent or nurse interesting to build up or support to foster as a parent or nurse figuratively to 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 render or to yeah to render to, to build up support or foster as a parent or nurse figuratively to render when you believe something, you're fostering that thing. When you believe something, you're, you're supporting that thing with your quote-unquote buy-in, if you will. Huh? I mean, you know, there again with the partner illustration, a, a partnership requires two, two parts. Right? Jesus is allowing us to partner with him on this venture in this earth to accomplish his kingdom and his will to be done here as it is in heaven, right? And so in that partnership, he, uh, he needs, or need is a relative term, I understand, with God, but he uses us as that working partner, so to speak, right? And our belief, our buy-in in that mission is what supports that mission here on earth. That makes sense? Trying to open this up to you a little bit this morning. A nurse, uh, 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 to, to foster or nurse. How many of you know when you nurse something, you have to spend time with it? 
You have to spend energy on it. You have to bring it along. You have to, 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 put, to put things into it. You have to give resources to it. No, I ain't fixing to talk about money again. Relax. But you have to put things into it when you're nursing. Uh, my, my daughter is uh, becoming a nurse. She's studying right now to be a nurse. She'll graduate in the spring. And, uh, <clears throat> and so what they're learning is, is they're learning, uh, they're learning a lot of things about uh, obviously nursing, which, which some of which is, is to give medications. Uh, to to sustain um, to sustain a health uh, with things like IVs, which is putting resources into something to sustain that health. You have to begin to nurse your faith. Listen to me. Sunday morning at eleven o'clock a.m. It's awesome that you guys are here worshiping and praising Jesus together corporately. How many of you know that's an important act? But you have to do something throughout the week to sustain that health. You come in here and you get an IV bag. In essence, that's what you do. This is what happens. I I was also an EMT while I was a fireman. This is what happens when somebody's blood pressure drops. It can be due to a lot of different things, but one of those things is that the, the, the amount of fluids in your body aren't enough to keep the pressure up. Therefore, your blood pressure drops. Pretty simple, right? One way that, that we remedied that, and they do in the hospital as well, one way, any nurses in here? Medical people at all? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. One way they remedy this is they put fluids in there. It increases the volume of fluid in the container, which is your vascular system, and it increases the blood pressure in your body. Right? You come in here on Sunday morning and your blood pressure is low, spiritually speaking. You get that IV, you get a jolt. They come in, they give you a jolt of fluids. You believe your blood pressure's good. But then when you don't go through the week drinking fluids, come on somebody. How many of you know the word is water that cleanses your soul? The Holy Spirit is likened unto a, a rushing river out coming out of you, Amen. You go through the week and you don't partake of the water, the living water. Your blood pressure spiritually starts to crash again until you come back to Sunday morning and then you have to have another bolus. Make sense? We've got to nurse our belief system. We've got to nurse our faith and our partnership with him. Not enough just to come and partake on Sunday mornings. You have to maintain. Everybody say maintain. 
All right, moving on. So I told you a little bit about the uh, Paleo Hebrew, and this is this is this word blessed. This is what we have. We have three letters. One is the head of an ox. It means strong power or leader. It's the idea of strength and power. Okay. The next one is 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 uh, is a picture uh, represent a representation of water, and it means um, it means chaos or mighty or blood. And then the next one is sprouting seed, and it means this is to continue. Or, or air or sun and so when you string this together what you can literally get out of the word believe let me read the verse to you again it says Abraham believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness okay with that being our context this morning our our summary statement of the word believed could be this his strength his strength in chaos was in his continuing or say Abraham sorry Abraham's strength in chaos was in his continuing as an heir of God. Abraham's strength in chaos was in him continuing as an heir or a son of God. How many of you know when you you believe on something, there's always a challenge that's going to come after that? Anybody ever experienced that but me? I don't care how, when you step into something, when you step into that look, that look phase, you have the look phase, right? And, and this, is, this is like, this is like relationships, like, like romantic relationships. You have the look phase. That's the dating phase, Right? You, you look and you see the potential of your life. Like everything that you've ever dreamed of is wrapped up into that one human person. And you can't believe that God had the infinite wisdom to send them your way. Everything that will complete your life and make you happy. The look face. And then, (laughs) I'm saying this stuff for a friend, you know. Then you get married. Now we're talking about the believing phase. Now we're talking about the phase where you need to continue as an heir of God. Hallelujah. Like, don't be like knocking me out of my airship right now. Like, I'm going to need you to step off of me for just a second so I can compose my airship before I come back to this conversation. Anybody experience that but me? <laughs> like, I need you to give me a break for five minutes. <sighs> you think you breathe when you're having a baby. <sighs> so I can compose myself in my airship of God. You continue. My point is this. You have challenges. Amen? You have challenges in these things. When you get past the look phase of your vision and you're in the challenge phase, sometimes you have to just go back for five minutes and compose yourself within your airship, within your sonship with Jesus and realize that you're a son. 
There are always challenges. There are always challenges. When you get past the look phase of your vision, that's where you have to keep the idea of sonship close to you. As an heir, he continued his strength in chaos was in his continuing as an heir of God. He did that. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Hmm. Amen. That ought to tell us something right there. Moving on. Let's look at the word accounted. Because this is interesting too. Accounted. Everybody say accounted. Come on, say it like you mean to say accounted. Y'all aren't checking out on me, are you? Everybody, are you just thinking? Okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this. As long as you're not sleeping, hallelujah. There no telling what I might do. Remember, I'm a redneck now. All right. <laughs> so the word accounted, accounted, this, this, is, a, this is an interesting word uh, because uh, it, was, it was also translated many times in the Bible as imagine. Everybody say imagine. This word accounted was translated many times, imagine. And the first, the, the, the root word that accounted came from, as a matter of fact, hasab, uh, I think is what it is. Yeah, hasab. Um, it, it means this, the, the first mention of this, uh, it means this. Uh, your arm, this is the paleo again. You, it was a, the first letter is arms raised. It means to look, reveal, breathe, or sigh. I just realized something when I was reading this. That's why I'm pausing. Okay. The second letter is, is maybe I'll share it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> the, the second letter is this, two front teeth. Um, and, and it means to sharp, press, or eat. The idea of making a part of or, or interjecting. Okay. And then, then, uh, the third letter is this, a tent, a tent floor plan, which means a family house or, or, or simply in like the word in go like to go in, um, or to put in. <clears throat> and so the summary statement here, remember, okay, let me, let me say it again. The, the context, um, Abraham believed in God. He believed God. So he, meaning God accounted it to him for righteousness okay all right that's the context now let me read you the summary statement of this word of everything that i just said out of the paleo hebrew it said this and remember when i'm saying he i mean i mean god um he looked at breathed on slash breathed on to make a part of or interject him into his own house or family yeah. Hey, let me read that again because it's, it's, it's a little complex. He looked at slash breathed on to make a part of, of, of or interject him into his own house or family. Hmm. God, where the first, where's the first place you see God breathing on somebody? Somebody. 
In the garden, Adam, he breathed breath of life into him. So understand this, is that word imagine, remember we're talking about vision, right? That word imagine is more than just a, 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 a passive contemplation, if you will. It's way more than just a passive contemplation. It's God breathing life. Someone reminded me, it was, it was you, reminded me this morning of the first time that I preached. I came and I preached a message on prayer. And within that message, somehow, I can't remember how I did, but I ended up talking about us breathing. And when we breathe, it being the very breath of God, and not just the breath of God, but God's name. It was the name. That's right. God's name being the sustenance of our life to the point it was you to hey, vav, hey in the Bible. Let me review. How many of y'all were not here last time I preached? All right. I'm going to share this real quick for y'all. Back, uh, back in the, the Old Testament, what they found is when the, 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 the ancient rabbis would study the scripture, they would see God's name as this in the, in the Hebrew. Yud, these are Hebrew letters, Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. Okay, that was four letters, yud, hey, vav, hey, okay? And, and what they determined, it was un, really untranslatable. It, it was like saying, right? It was untranslatable. And so they, what they determined out of this is that the name of God just really sustained life, okay? Because of the letters it was made of and this and that and the other. I'm not gonna go into all that, but... It, it, it really sustained life to the point that when you breathe in, you're literally breathing the name of God in and out. You're breathing yud, hey, vav, hey. You're breathing, when you breathe, you're saying the name of God. When you breathe is in essence what they were saying. And that was continuing your life. He is our life source. It's him breathing his power in and out of us in this life. Amen. And so when God imagines, it's not just passive contemplation. It's an active breathing, interjecting into something. His power and his life. Okay. So it, 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 he, he looked at or breathed on him to make him a part or interject him into his own family it's God breathing into Abraham at that stage of the game. He imagined him, again, the verse being, he believed God and God imagined or accounted it. He breathed into him, making him a part of his household or family for righteousness. All right. So, the next thing is this, is, is God's, by that, you, you have to deduce this, is that God's, God's imagination has creative power. Yes. I, I'm taking you somewhere right here. God's imagination has creative power. Okay? If he can imagine 
Abraham into righteousness, which meant to breathe life into him, to make him a part of his family. He breathed on, 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 um, what's his name? Adam. He breathed on Adam to breathe, to make him come alive. He breathed now in us. He breathes the Holy Spirit. He breathes the breath of life on us. God's imagination having creative power. This is the example that you see with Abraham. And this is where I'm trying to take you with this concerning 2020 vision for your next year. Everybody say my season. Is going to be awesome in God. What you see here is Abraham stepping out again in an active way. Let me go back. Let me go back to the word believed. Remember what the word believed really meant there. It's to foster something, to, to nourish something, basically, to nurse something, right? Let me, let me go read it again. His strength in chaos was in continuing. Everybody say continue. Continue as an heir of God. When your times get tough, continue. When you just, you just don't feel it, continue. When you come in here and your week has been just, just all to trash, continue. You don't feel like raising your hands. You don't feel like lifting your voice. Continue. There's so much uh, hung up on your continuing, your ability to continue in chaos as an heir or as a child of God. There's so much caught up in that. Come on, raise your hands when you come into this place and continue as an heir of God. What you don't understand is this. Many of you might, maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't, but when you talk about praising God, one of the Hebrew words for praising God is 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 uh I'm trying to pull it out of my memory bank. Uh, it, I don't remember the word. Anyways, it means this. It means to lift your hands, okay? But the deeper meaning behind that is to throw an arrow. Wow, is right. When you lift your hands in praise, you're literally throwing your arrows at the enemy. You're winning battles with your praise. When you don't feel it and you come up in here, be ready to fight, baby, with your praise. Come on, somebody. I'm finna start. Huh. Jesus, he gave you tools. He gave you weapons to win this fight. He gave you what it accomplishes to, to do what his will is in your life in this next season. Now, all you got to do is begin to believe, continue in that as an heir of God. And then God will look at you and he will breathe life into that. Causing life to spring up, causing victory to spring up, causing the very imagination of God to come forth in your life. And the imagination of God has creative power. Glory, hallelujah. Man, I could just go home right now and be happy. Go eat some something. 
Hallelujah. Uh, um, so, so this, this is, this is the picture that I'm trying to paint to you this morning is your faith and imagination aligning with God's imagination and faith creates a platform for his creative power in your world. That is good stuff right there. All you got to do is first start with a look and then continue as an heir and a son. Your faith and imagination aligning with God's creates a platform for his creative power in your life. Hebrews 12, 1 says this, therefore we also, and I think you guys got that back there. Uh, therefore we also, and I'm gonna close it with this. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run, everybody say run, with endurance, the race that is set before us. If I could have the team, yeah, awesome. You guys are already on spot. Awesome. I'm going to close with this. Get ready to run. When you have the ability to get in the face of God and to gain his heart and gain the picture that he showed of, of uh, Abraham of the stars, when you can see the figuratively speaking, the stars in your life, when you can see the stars and encounter church, God wants to take you to a place in intimacy where he wants to, he wants to show you the stars. He doesn't want you to, this is getting good. He doesn't want you to settle for the moon. He doesn't want you to settle for even the sun. He wants you to look and see the stars as numerous in the heavens, more so than you can count. And as you begin to maintain that, as you begin to continue in that, as you have been faithfully up until now, as you continue those things in the chaos that you're facing, even now in this season that you are in your life, God is going to look at you and he's going to imagine. He's going to begin to release his imagination over your life and you're going to see the breath of God begin to come out of you even when you doubt that it's even there. You're going to see the strength of God come out of your life even when you doubt in times that it's even there because you're continuing. You're continuing. You're fostering. You're nursing. You're continuing and he's in the meantime breathing life. He's breathing life and that breath of life will have creative power in your own lives individually as a couple in your family and over this church. He's breathing life for your next season the destiny of Jesus upon this place look and see the stars look and see the stars y'all get behind get with them look and see the stars that he has for encounter church as numerous as you can count and when you partner with that and you're continuing he will imagine and he'll create his creative power in your life will bring you to a place that you'll see all sorts of stuff that you never dreamed or imagined it could be. I guarantee you if you went back today, if you could go back today and you could talk to Abraham, I guarantee you he couldn't adequately describe what we have now. And that's the picture that I see over you guys and over Encounter Church. 
I'm telling you today, look and see the stars. But this is, this is what I'm going to leave you with. And this is going to be my, my call today to you. Is, is Hebrews 12.1. It says, lay aside. Uh-oh. Now he's getting real. Lay aside every weight and every sin that y'all, y'all think I'm fixing to start talking about sin, aren't you? No, I'm not even going to mention sin right now. Well, maybe a little bit, but that's not my focus this morning. That's not my focus in, 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 in this right. It says lay aside every sin and weight. Or every verse, it says it in the opposite. Every weight and the sin that so easily besets you. Meaning this is that weight can be different than sin. We read this and we want to camp out on sin. How many of you know what sin is? Everybody knows what everybody knows when you done messed up. Well, lay it down. That's as much as I'm gonna talk about that that kind of sin. First of all, as far as sin goes, I'm 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 fitting to break my promise. First of all, as far as sin goes, understand this is us in our 21st century American westernized Christianity. We have a very shallow view of even what sin is. Ancient rabbinical teaching says this is that sin is nothing more than a state, anything that takes you uh, to a place of incompletion in Him. Anything that that takes you further towards darkness, uh, descent, uh, incompletion, or a place uh, of of absence of light, that for understand that it, that in that mindset if you will, there were tons of things within that that constituted as quote unquote sin that didn't have anything with the, to do with the bad things that you did. Now, not to be graphic, but one of those things that comes to mind, and forgive me if this is inappropriate, I am a redneck, hallelujah. But one thing that came to mind is this, is that, that women on their monthly, hallelujah, right? One of the things was this, is that you could not sit in a chair for up to three days after a woman in that, that state had sat in the chair because that would make you unclean. The idea was not the bad things that I did. It was the matter of clean and unclean. Right? So if, if some of you ladies wouldn't mind, just leave us a note in your chair. Right? Yep. But nevertheless, this, two things. One being that there are some of you in here today that you, in your life, you've even viewed yourself wrongly at times as, quote, unclean. Some of you in your life, you've, you've been brought to a place of incompletion, so to speak, of incompletion, of, 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 of absence of light. Maybe you could put it that way. Some of you have felt that and you've, you've, it's been in your life and it's had nothing to do with you. It's not that, it's, it's, it's had nothing to do with something that you've actually done, that you've made it a choice. It may have been your parents, may have been your uncle, may have been your aunt, may have been your brother, your sister, may have been that employer, may have been that, that person uh, that, that you grew up with. 
whatever the case may be. Some of you today, you have this state that you feel like is unclean. What do you do when your quote uncleanness has nothing to do with what you you did? You forgive. You forgive. You understand that forgiveness does more for you than it does for the person you're forgiven. Huh? And the next thing is this, the weights. Lay aside every weight. And I'm going to link these two together just to illustrate it a little bit. But this is, is to draw a principle out of it, is, is that, that one of the, the Hebrew words for sin is, is, is avon. It's, it's called avon. And basically, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but basically this is it means this. What your eye hooks to multiplies. What your eye hooked to, hooks to multiplies. So goes the weights. Lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us. Let's look at the weights. And what, what are the weights? The ancient gladiators used to train with heavier swords than they fought with. They trained with weights. Us as firefighters, we would train with weight vests because we were going to carry a pack in the building. So there's, there's an element of weight that you have when you're training that sometimes it takes you taking that weight off when, you, when it's time to face the real thing. I mean, you know, the Bible says this, is when I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I become a man, I put away childish things. The Bible says also this out of the same writer. It says not everything that is permissible is expedient. Hmm? Weights. Well, it's not sin. Does it weigh you down? Does it weigh you down? It may not be sin. But does it keep you from continuing in that vision? Are we pursuing something that doesn't line up with the vision that God has for us? Are we, are we spending too much energy doing something else? This just may not be bad. That's great. It's awesome. It may be fun. It may be permissible. But sometimes it just takes a refocus, a re-look. A relook. Everybody stand to your feet this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through His Word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.